1: Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash business growth. Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast continues to gain recognition as a great resource for uh, business owners, business leaders, aspiring entrepreneurs, sales professionals, uh, everything from um, com to uh, People First, Proven, uh, there's just a ton of lists that are out there that we keep popping up on, and that is really because of the guests. These are folks who have expertise in certain areas of business, and they join me for a conversation where they share that expertise with all of you. So you get to find the information you need in a way that uh, you, know, you can hear it and uh, take it back into your business. Today we have such person, my guest today is Neeson Chan. Neeson is a co-founder and managing director of purchasing and brand management for We The People and is responsible for new product acquisition and creator communication. Neeson is also co creator of Talking Toes, the world's first inspirational stocks distributed in more than 10 stores across four countries. He had two successful crowdfunded campaigns funded at more than 200%. And that's why we're going to be talking about crowdfunding. Thank you so much for joining me today, Neeson.
2: Hi, Diane.
1: How are you?
2: I'm great. Myself?
1: I'm good, thank you. Thanks so much for joining me. Um, I'm I'm so thrilled that we're going to be talking about crowdfunding, and it is obvious that you've had some great success with it. So your tips are going to be tremendously valuable. Um, And speaking of tips, will you share some tips with the listeners about um, for bringing a crowdfunded product to market?
2: Yes, it is. I think when people think about crowdfunding. Most products are mostly based online, but people are not sure how it works. So for me and for the creators that I've worked with, I think it's important to know that your product works and it is ready before it's pitched to the public. You have to be confident of yourself and of your product to purchase it before you release out to the market. The reality is harsh as it is a crowdfunded product. So you have to be sure that your product works. That's the most important value.
1: That's so great, Uh, especially because um, there's a whole concept around, you know, the lean startup where you just put it out there and then sort of, you know, let the crowd tell you what they would want to see in a product. But from what I'm hearing, you say if you're going to go for crowdfunding, people want to fund something that that is viable, something that they know is going
2: to work. Yes, it is. So for me, I think it's uh, important to have the trust of the backers. They're going to see them online. And when you deliver the product, just make sure that the quality is great and you want to receive them as someone whom you want to buy them as well. So that's key to having a crowdfunded product into the market.
1: Interesting. Interesting. What was the first crowdfunded product that you actually brought to
2: market? It's actually a brand from the United States. It's called Ungreep. It is a handphone grip handle that sticks to the back of your phone case so that when you lie on bed, you could just release your hand and the phone doesn't drop. Ungreep is still around in the market, but the creator does it on the sideline now because uh, it doesn't sustain him and his family. But they do a big scale distribution to United States, some parts of Asia. So I guess it's definitely sustaining and they're doing really well.
1: Wow. I can picture it. All right. So what are some lessons that you learned and things that you would tell people not to do when they're trying to sell a crowdfunded product?
2: I would say go back to the basics. Ensure that the product works. It is... I always emphasize on this, but the key is to ensure that you are confident of your product and at the same time you have the ability to grow at a fast speed, at the same time incurring lots of fixed costs. So with product quality, with manufacturing, ensure that you speak to the right kind of suppliers and they do something that you're confident about.
1: Okay, that's great. Okay. Um, one of the things I like about this is that, that it, it's, uh, it's living in reality, right? That you have to be really, really realistic and, um, and know what you're doing and what you're talking about. Um, yes, it is. Yeah. So, so if people are thinking that they want to distribute internationally, are there things that they need to keep in mind or do you have tips for them on that front?
2: Yes, it is. I would say the most important thing will be the pricing model. They have to know the pricing model of retailers and they have to know the pricing model of distributors before the product is released to the market. That's one thing. And I would say when a product is distributed out to the market, I'm pretty sure a creator gets excited and I think that's normal. But at the same time, they should understand the vision and the intent of the company, and whether they're focused on the branding of their products. Branding is everything to a startup brand, and if the retailer is going to purchase the products and not abide by a pricing model, or followed by a brand that the creator wants to follow, then the perceived value of the customer gets diminished, and it's pretty tough to climb up. So oh. we have to understand that the retailer is on the site with the same vision and the intent of the brand.
1: That makes a lot of sense. And I, I would think that a, another part of this would be making sure that you understand the process to be able to distribute internationally because it isn't, I mean, it feels to me like there's more steps and potential hiccups that can happen once you decide to start selling outside your country?
2: Yes, it is. I think that's lots of trust issues mm-hmm. because if you sell international, then you're not so sure how the opposite party will react in a different culture, in a different yeah. environment. So the pricing model has to be right. And of course, know that the culture respects the culture of the retailer and they yeah. respect your culture as well. If it's yeah, future, I think it's perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's such a great point.
2: It could be pretty okay. daunting. So I I think the creator has to do some research online and it should work pretty well.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I think it can be really daunting too. So so it's do all of your homework before you decide to really venture out. Make sure that you really know what you're... What to expect and what you need to do.
2: Yes, it is. It's pretty exciting. So just go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. And so some people end up racing after something because they're so excited about it, but they don't do the legwork that they need to do. And then I would imagine they're pretty surprised when they hit, um, you know, obstacles.
2: Yes, it is. But I think at the same time, it's great to have. Your products and inventory out into the market rather than them being at the warehouse. Because if it's moving, then that's so much awareness that could bring to the brand and that could possibly potentially be future business with anybody.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Thank you for that. Yes. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. Okay. I'm going to take a quick sponsor break and then I have some more questions for you.
2: Okay. Accelerate
1: your business. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are The Power of Positive Coaching by Lee Kalan and Leading Loyalty by Lena Renee. So visit audibletrial.com/businessgrowth, explore the books that are of interest to you and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Today we're speaking with Nissan Chan about how creators can take their crowd-funded product global. So we were talking before the break about um, doing your homework, doing your legwork, you know, making sure the creator should make sure that they have a product that works, that there's real value to it for um, the, the buyer and whatnot. Um, but how does someone go about finding like, distributors or manufacturers around the world?
2: I think as a startup, it was it could be pretty tough especially in the international market. So we could just focus within the country and on the retailers that match your company's culture or the company's potential. So you could just go online, do a research on potential retailers that could fit your brand. And from there, don't be afraid to send out more emails every day to reach out to more people. And I'm pretty sure Someone will pick it up, but at the same time, never stop sourcing. And if you get rejected, don't be discouraged, as they might potentially come back to you one day.
1: Okay, so if they're doing the research, I mean, I really like that. I sort of feel like that. You know, start where you are, start close to home, start sort of smaller, and build as you go and you learn and um, you know get, figure out what works well and what doesn't with, um, what you're trying to do. Yes. But One of my questions is, are there certain questions or are there questions you think of that a creator should ask a distributor so that they know that they're professional? Cause you know, you don't know what you don't know. And that can be pretty tricky being able to pick somebody and know that they're going to deliver.
2: Yes, it is. I think the most crucial thing that a creator forgets, it's, it's not the relationship. is not dependent on just the sales. It's dependent on whether the distributor has a vision and the intent and whether they're focused on the creator. Because if a distributor does not abide by a certain pricing model, when it's pitched out to the market, if it gets cheaper and cheaper as the day go by, then the branding of the creator gets diminished. So the perceived value from a customer when I look at a certain brand will become low and it's pretty tough to climb back up. So I feel from my personal opinion is to ensure that these people that you work with are confident and have have the confidence in your brand. By the same time, they have the vision to focus on the branding before the sales comes in. It's always about the branding.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess part of what I'm hearing is you wanna make sure that, that you're of like mind with them, that, that you guys are you know on the same page.
2: Yes, it is. I think people get pretty excited <laughs> when they talk to a distributor. So always focus on the intent, be composed, and at the same time get excited but do the homework.
1: Right. Right. Can you give us some examples of um, U.S. creators who are selling their products internationally?
2: Yes, we do have some brands that I know of. Probably I'll give an example of We The People. We have the Flipsticks, which are doing great. They're from St. Louis. And they've been In just a short span of three months, they have their products in the United States, in Singapore, and in Malaysia. So it is a great progress through our sales channels, but at the same time, the brand fits the company's culture and the branding. So as long as it sings and it's in line, then I think it's going to be great. Of course, you've heard of mega brands from Shark Tank like Rocketbook. It's a reusable notebook. They've been around Uh in the States for a long time. But now they've reached out to places in Korea, in Malaysia, in Singapore, and I'm pretty sure many parts of the world. With a great branding, I think you could do marvelous. It's always good to focus on the branding. And people worldwide will definitely come to you because of that. So with small yeah. brands like the Book, they yeah. could potentially be big brands one day. And as time progresses, you see the potential in the international market.
1: Um, okay. So let's talk about brick and mortar stores because... These seem to be a hot topic these days about whether they are going to continue to be a thing or not. Do you think that it's important for someone to get their product into a brick-and-mortar? Do you, do you, you know, how are you seeing that trending?
2: I think brick-and-mortar kind of diminish, diminishes along the years, but yeah. it is something that's great for a startup brand because every day someone walks into the store, your brand is fully exposed to people. It's not just to the public. It could be potential buyers. It could could be potential distributors. It could be a future customer that really likes your product, that really stands by your brand, and that could be potential sales. What I feel creators are worried about the margins, But as long as inventory is out of the warehouse and into the market, as long as sales is moving, inventory is moving, there's always going to be progress. And you never know when it opens up to another opportunity to an online or to an offline distributor or retailer.
1: Okay. So that really feels like it's more about that they should be thinking more about volume than big margins.
2: Yes, it is. I would say both of them, they come hand in hand. With the volume, it's easier on the margins on the manufacturing. But of course, with the margin of retailers, usually it's at 50%. I think it's a fair rate because with consignment, which means that the creators don't have to pay for fixed rental, I think it's a great opportunity. There's no risk for them. And as a startup, there's not much of fixed cost that they have to incur concurrently.
1: Okay. And am I? Is it fair for me to say that they just want to make sure that they actually have a margin, like they don't want to be putting things in stores at a loss?
2: Yes, it is. Fifty okay. percent is usually the, the retail margin for brick and mortar stores. But of course, it depends on how you negotiate. But as mentioned earlier, as long as we do the homework and you know the margins in your countries, I don't think that should be a problem.
1: Okay. Okay. So how does someone go about getting their product displayed in a store? Do you have some suggestions on that?
2: Yes, I'll probably just relate to talking to those. I used to start really small and then we progress. So look out for similar products to your type in a potential brick and mortar store, and that's how you can gain some leads to contact a retailer or retailer that's similar to the type that you have researched about. So always look for something that is similar. If you're looking for socks, look for socks. If you're looking for bags, go on for bags reach out to someone who is within the range in the country before you go further. And it always helps that if it's somewhere near, you don't have to incur much shipping costs. There's transportation and someone who is near, you could expand, use your friends, get some feedback from people. And of course, Google helps with everything.
1: Yeah. so true. Okay. So if someone's listening and they're thinking, okay, I have a product. I, um, have nailed down the, you know, manufacture of it. Um, I, and I, and I want to crowdfund it in order to gain enough investment money that I can larger scale, create it, manufacture it so I can then offer it to, um, distributors or or retailers are there are are there particular like how do they go about that do do they use something like kickstarter or indiegogo or what are your you know how, how do they get the word out to people that they're running a campaign
2: i think crowdfunding it's the latest trend right now for me personally it's a platform where dreams come true You don't have to be rich. You just need a good idea, get a good video, know your product, get a good write-up. And when the campaign goes up, there are lots of people around the world looking at you. And I think it's an international platform for you to gain lots of awareness. And I think potentially international sales. You get the world looking at you. Sometimes they come to you they send you an email through the Kickstarter campaign or just through your brand's email. And from there, you progress with them. So just being on a crowdfunding platform exposes you to so many people from all around the world. Go ahead with that. Be excited. Work with them, but at the same time, be sure that your product works before you're confident to release them to the market. Yeah. It's are, an amazing there any, platform. Uh,
1: are, are there any platforms that you think are better than others or are there certain ones for certain industries?
2: Yes, there are. I would say if you have a product or rather a physical product, Kickstarter and Indiegogo will probably be the way to go in the international market. Of course, there are many crowdfunding platforms in different countries, so my suggestion is to find one that your country has, and you could start from there. Kickstarter is probably the best and the biggest one with the biggest branding, but potentially you might want to try a platform called GoFundMe, and that's a platform that's more for non-physical products like application, healthcare, healthcare or even products that doesn't have that physical presence. So GoFundMe is potentially somewhere where you could get funding for a certain type of genre of products.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Well, this is so great. I I really appreciate this information. Is there any... um... Like suggestions that you have that we haven't touched on? Anything you think the listeners should know um, that we haven't talked about?
2: I think uh, we've covered quite a bit. But at the same time, most people, when they start a company or when they start a brand, it's never going to be easy. So I hope everyone remembers that you have to stay true to your roots Know why you started the brand. Know why you started what you believe in. And as you progress, it might get tougher. But never forget what you started in the first place. And that should get you going. It could be pretty daunting if you hit the international market. When you're surviving and sustaining just your lifestyle. But at the end of the day, as time progresses, it's all going to be worth it when your products are out in the international market. So never forget the basics.
1: Yeah, that is great. I really appreciate the information. Will you let the listeners know, um, you know, how they can find you, uh, what We The People is all about, please?
2: We The People store is the worst only multi-channel crowdfunding retail chain that exclusively promote crowdfunded products. We have built our reputation helping entrepreneurs with education and a roadmap to help creators achieve sustainability beyond their Kickstarter campaign and into the retail market. So for more information, we'll be more than ready to help. It's at wtpstore.co for more information. And we're always there to help. Our vision is to assist creators from all around the world. So feel free to talk to us, write us an email, and we'll always be there for you.
1: That's so great. Thank you so much for uh, being with me today. And I also like to thank the listeners and our sponsor. Uh, if you would like a free trial of audible.com as well as a free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com/businessgrowth to sign up. As always, continue to prosper and be curious, and until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day.